See, the thing about edibles, one of the problems with it being illegal is that a lot of us don't have a lot of information that we could use. Like, there's a difference between smoking it and eating it. When you smoke it, you get THC. But when you eat it, it's processed by your liver. And it produces something called 11-hydroxymetabolite. That's five times more psychoactive than THC. And it lets you talk to dolphins. <laughs>
Well, that's that's awesome that you found uh, a career path that you loved. Excuse the background noise, folks. We got the windows open. It's a beautiful day in Illinois, so uh, we're smoking and breathing fresh air and just loving life and living and um, loving. Living and loving. Speaking of living and loving, um, you know, do you? <laughs> this is a weird transition. Do you breed your own genetics? And that's what the loving, you know, making the plants make love. <laughs> or how you know how do you uh how does this work i guess yeah oh yeah man no i got i got my like flagship strains that i've been running for i mean dude i still got genetics from 2008 that i keep around like alien technology i keep that around um <laughs> you know dude i mean i've put my own crosses together and used those as flagships and then maybe i like i fell in love with biodiesel you know from colorado or like star dog and I bring that into one of my crosses and it just, you know, I just keep crossing them. I stabilize them, uh, reverse pollinate them, create, you know, fems, regs. I also do autos and stuff like that. I don't have them on the website right now, just photos on the website, okay. but I'm, I use heirloom genetics. I mean, stuff that's super old as well. It's just a kind of a mixture of a ton of stuff. That's cool. Well, let's take it back to square one just for a second. Can you explain to the listeners the difference between a photo? This is an easy one for you. The mm -hmm. difference between a photo period and an auto flower. Yeah. Photo you, um, you know, you're going to switch it over to 12, 12 when you want it to flower and the auto it's going to auto on its own because from the ruderalis. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, photo periods, you start them out on that 18, six schedule 18 yeah. hours of sunlight or you know light six hours of sleep and then like you say you change the photo period of mm -hmm. the plant you know and change it to 12 12 and the yeah. plant thinks oh i'm in fall but um i can't remember i was reading a documentary when they they were talking about the discovery of ruderalis and mm -hmm. how it really helped uh, the cannabis scene with like home grows because it shortened flowering times and um, oh, yeah, also shorter, stouter, stouter plant, you know, it's the future, man. I mean, you know, you got your ruderalis because in some of those uh, latitude longitudes up North, you know, their sun cycles and their dark cycles. So the plant was just able to evolve like that. But yeah, man, I bring a ton of photos, but I already know auto auto is the future, man. Yeah. So can you tell us about, uh, some of the varieties that you have for for sale right now any that you're excited about uh for sure man um these the uh the crosses going on right now for the feminized we use the salsa <clears throat> um, we reverse pollinated uh with the salsa which is godbud times uh mexican red hair and that mexican red hair that was used um was from 1980s so it was like a, a throwback so I was able to take the uh, the Godbud, cross it with the Mexican red hair, and that was salsa. So a lot of the fems that we got on the website now, that was used as the reverse poly. So there's like um, flying salsa, which is alien technology times the salsa. Uh, the salsa OG, which is the PSGX OG times salsa. And that's the Prairie State Genetics OG. Um, Topanga Canyon. OG times Compton Kush. So that's what that was with. There's the sexy salsa, which is Bahama Mama times salsa. Uh, Quavo 11, 
times salsa, which was polymath. And that's just a few of the fams right there that, uh, that we use with just the uh, salsa to reverse. Gotcha. Now, again, going to kind of break it, take it back. Cause yeah. you know, you're, you're in the game and stuff. We want to, uh, I try to like convert the language for folks. What, when you say this times that, what do you mean by that? Took, um, took one of the plants. She was in flower and another one was in flower. So we sprayed colloidal silver on the one that we wanted to use as the target for our pollen and then let them have sex with each other pretty much. Wow, chicka wow, wow. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. So um, do you have a particular variety that you're very proud of? Dude, I really do, man. Um, quite a few of them, really. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, I don't mean to hold you back to one. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really go, proud go of all of them. I mean, I would be kind of biased, you know, myself, but sure. I'm really proud of proud of all of them. A lot of them took a lot of work, you know, a lot of generations, stabilizing them, you know, running them over and over, making sure they don't stress. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Um, so you know, you got to start somewhere. So where, where back in 2008, have, have you kind of been, cause we've talked to, we haven't had a lot of geneticists on air. I'm looking to have more. So folks, if you're in the game, you know, and you want to come on and talk holler. about what you do. Yeah. Holler at us. And holler. I'm sure even you would be happy to collaborate and work. I love that. That's what this most, industry is all about. You know, giving game. Man. Most definitely. Um, even if you get a couple of them together, you know, on the same, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, that's kind of how how it works. The genetics have to come from somewhere, and so it's all about collaboration, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, what? Well, I guess what were the first varieties you remember starting with? Are there any like classic strains you can think of? Uh, yeah, dude. Um, back in like 2008, Colorado, grape ape was a classic. Ooh, yeah, yeah, Colorado, Colorado Kush. Uh, we actually brought back in that time frame was when they went uh, when they went recreational. So they had like this big boom back in 2008 in Denver. And we used to run a bunch of clones in from California. So we were going from California back to Denver and bringing tons and tons of different strains. So I guarantee, man, a bunch of people remember strains from back then. We brought over like the bubblegum OG, um, the purple voodoo, Mako Haze madman og all those we pretty much blew up colorado with back then that's awesome that's awesome so um you said you grew uh sell photo period um varieties on your website what was your website again prairie state genetics.com and that's prairie state genetics.com prairie spelled the way you would think state spelled the way you'd think genetics g-e-n-e-t-i-x correct that's correct cool i wanted to spell that out for folks and again if folks if you just want to copy and paste it into your browser it'll be in the uh podcast description for you um i just wanted to take a look it looks like yeah you got polymath the the salsa og flying salsa this looks like good stuff and pretty fair price um the polymath the oh it's quavo 11 uh cross with salsa number two that's yeah i'm super super proud of that one too because that's two of 
you know, two Prairie State genetic strains together. So, so that's, I'm really proud of that one. Cherry Puff times Mendo Montage times Bay 11 is the Quavo yeah. 11. And then the Salsa God Bud times Red Hair. So how this might be, uh, I, we, you know, posted that we were going to have you on and we had folks submit questions. So I think this first question, it would really be for like, um, like a, at the industrial scale. Uh, I feel like this is where this person's question is based, but I don't want to, you know, I want to be sure to ask all questions. So how they, their question is, how do your plants, how do your strains grow in different regions? So why don't we just use the polymath? as an example um like is there are there differentiations with with regions like yeah. uh yeah that's a that's a great question actually man because you know we've all made mistakes on things and i'll just give you an instance um i had a strain a while back that i released about a year ago called guadalopian and that was a ethiopian land race okay uh, times the South American land race. And it does really well in like Southern California because the latitude and longitude, but in Illinois, it didn't have enough time to finish, you know? So, yeah. Gotcha. That's interesting. Okay. That, good question to, to that, that person. They also had, um, you know, are there differences in, I guess this is kind of the same question, how the plant handles weather or pests. Um, oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. resistance wise that's another thing that you know we're targeting and trying to select like i've i've had strains and then i've sent them to san francisco in the bay or up by humboldt just because of all the fog and stuff out there mm -hmm. um, just to see how that impacts the strain as well so if it's mold resistant or you know pest resistant those are definitely targets along the way also interesting do you include, uh, I didn't look, uh, maybe I should look, I'm going to click on here. Do you include ter uh, terpene profiles or what the expected no, terpene profile right, is? No, not right now, but we're going to um, when the springtime hits. Exciting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so do you sell clones as well? You know, what I do is I do something a little bit different. I have something that's called a clone club. Okay. Uh, Prairie State Genetics Clone Club. And a couple times of the year, I will release some of my breeder cuts, my breed of, breeder phenos, like the ones that I actually use to make seeds with. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Because it builds, you know, it builds a lot of hype for the strain. And, you know, I'm trying to create some legends too along the way. Yeah. So I'll have to look out for that in the past. And I guess this question just comes from personal experience. Do you have um verifiable tests that show that you're like especially with the clones that your varieties are free of viruses viroids bacterial and fungal pests yeah for sure that's what we're going to be working on for the springtime is really dialing it in like that but yeah it'll all be taken care of by april 1st awesome yeah. um, good question too yeah thank you yeah i again that just comes with personal experience because you know you go to like a dispensary in colorado for example mm -hmm. and you see the clone room and it's like, oh, this is so cool. This is so awesome, right? I can mm -hmm. buy a plant that's already started and put it in another pot and mm -hmm. come to find out those are like super diseased because uh, <laughs> yeah. every other tourist comes in and says the exact same thing and looks at them mm -hmm. and breathes on them. And you know what I mean? So obviously you have a different setup 
yeah, um, dude, than, a, than super, a dispensary. <laughs> yeah, it's super important, man. I mean, we're talking about people's time, people's hard-earned money. People are going to put dedication into these strains. They're going to trust that they're solid, you know, yeah. so it's super important to me. Absolutely. I, I guess this this question from the community really kind of relates uh, to what I was just, I mean, I was using a different context, the dispensary. Obviously, you, you know, your clones, we don't you sell clones, you know, in dispensaries and stuff. So you, you don't have to worry about that with your clones. But mm-hmm. uh, this person's question, ask them, and if I, I don't know, you know, some cultivators have uh some cultivators have been hesitant to talk about this. So if you don't want to, because it's like proprietary information, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but their question is ask them what their IPM protocol is. And I wasn't sure what that was off the top of my head. I thought it had something to do with pest management it, and it looks like it is integrated pest management. Um, so their question is what is their IPM protocol in both young plant slash clone program or seed breeding program? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna opt to stay away from that one too right now. Okay, no worries. Um, so uh, they had a follow up question, and it's okay if you know you don't want to answer this because some people get pretty specific. Um, but I told them <laughs> I you know I'd ask all questions. So, um, what do they have in place to prevent young plants from being infected after rooting, ensuring they will be shipping you clean plants? Well, you probably don't ship the plants, right? So, um, we ship them. I mean, sometimes. Like I like I got a girl out of Chicago right now. Uh, shout out Roxy Potter. She handles a lot of my breeder cuts as well. So she's got whole, her whole system for shipping them out. But dude, we do everything on our end just to make sure that they're healthy, clean, bug free, uh, mold free, mm-hmm. all that along the way. The best we can, you know, nothing's 100% perfect, but. Sure. Yeah. Well, good. Good answer. Uh you know, at least it's good that you're looking out for those things. So, um, I get, I just want to make sure I've got all the community questions. Cause some people are just saying that they're excited to see you on. So man, I'm excited to be here, you. man. I'm, I'm a big fan of the show myself. Actually, I got a couple uh emails from people that were telling me about your show a while back and I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for setting aside the time in your day to come on and especially on a beautiful day like today. Um, did you say you're Chicago born and raised? Is that correct? No, I was born in uh, Peoria, Illinois. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, but I grew up in Pekin, though, right across the bridge. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always cool to have an Illinois local on. <laughs> <laughs> 309 represent, though. That's right. <laughs> rocking, rocking the 309. <laughs> Midwest born, West Coast raised. <laughs> yeah. So, how'd you make it out to the West Coast then? Oh, wow. That's a hell of a story. Um, in 2005, I hitchhiked from Piggott, Arkansas to Truckee, California in three and a half days and 11 rides. Wow. And I, I didn't have nothing but like 40 bucks and a bag of clothes. And um, I got a, I made it out. That's how I got out to the West Coast. I moved in with a guy named Stan Charles from Truckee Tribe, which was a reggae band. I lived with him for a while. And when I was younger, like, you know, I used to read High Times Magazine. I knew what I wanted to do when I was like 15 years old. I knew I wanted to one day go to the West Coast, California, and I wanted to grow, you know, magazine quality bud. Yeah, really yeah that's and, how uh, I got out. Yeah. I got to say, check check them out on uh, Instagram at Prairie State Genetics, spelled the same way. Uh, we'll throw that handle in the podcast description as well, folks. You can see pictures of... Uh, 
some of the genetics. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Um, so this might be, this is just a question that I have that I could probably Google, but I just thought, you know, Hey, I've got a genetic geneticist on let's ask, mm-hmm. how do you feminize seeds? <laughs> Cause like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Right. No, that's a good, that's a good question too, man. Cause a lot of people really don't know. Um, there's two ways to go about doing it. Um, there's the, uh, there's one where you just let the plant go long enough that it like stresses itself rotalization and then the other one is the the other one is the one that i was taught from swerve from the cali connection and that's to reverse it with colloidal silver so you take you take the female plant before she's in flower and spray her with like 30 to 60 ppm parts per million Um, you spray her for a couple weeks before you put her in flower and you keep spraying her while you put her into flower and you want to do it about three times a day and then what'll happen is she'll she'll reverse and she'll start kicking off pollen. You know, she'll start looking like a male. So then you want to take that pollen right there and put it on your target female that's already in flower. And every seed that grows on that female that gets pollinated from the reverse is going to be a feminized seed. Wow. But it doesn't so- stop there though. It doesn't stop there though, because then you know you got to collect those seeds off of her. You have to run those. Um, find one of the best ones out of that, run it a couple times in a row to make sure she doesn't stress or herm on you. You know, the worst thing you want to do is be in like week five of flower and all of a sudden it starts kicking off pollen. So we make yeah. sure that she's stable before we take her any further and breed with her. Now, is that process, is that how you get an F1? Is that, sorry, I, I might sound stupid, but I, no, I just... Cool. Is that how you get an F1 or whatever, like the first generation of a... Yeah, if you're taking two different ones, yeah. Ah, I see. Cool. Cool. Yeah, there's so many different terms. It's hard to... This, this is why they pay you the big bucks, right? <laughs> so, um, so can you tell us what should consumers ask or look for when purchasing genetics? You know, what I tell people is this, there's a ton of good breeders out there. I mean, there's guys that, you know, been doing this for a super long time as well. They're, they're credited plenty of different places, but there's also, I would say this, I would say grow some, I mean, if you're going to go buy a dog, you know, you can buy a dog off of Craigslist. You can buy a dog in a parking lot. You can go to a breeder and buy a dog, you know, and you get all the registration and everything. I recommend going to a breeder that, responds to your messages you know that answers your questions someone that you can personally contact that's just my opinion but yeah yeah. if you're looking for someone a lot of people just are look at pictures and they're like that looks fire you know that looks dope i want to order that but when you start taking it to the you know the next level and really wanting to know about the different phenotypes that are going to pop up and i recommend going to a breeder that you can contact Gotcha. And like, yeah, when you're in contact with them, you know, what, like when you're seeking out genetics, cause I know that's something you got to do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to develop new stuff, it's all about, just like we were saying earlier, collaborating. So um, what do you like kind of look for when you're searching in genetics? Is it, cause is it, does it come down to like personal preference? Like, Oh, I like maybe this, 
I, I just have a personal bond with this strain or like, how do you, yeah. What do you look for? Sometimes you ask. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I really like this. I want to keep it around forever. And then there's also when you're really trying to specifically work on something, you know, if it's a medicinal property or if it's a certain terp profile that you're looking for, or if you're yeah. trying to breed the plant for different structure or there's a multitude of things really that are you know subjective to each breeder themselves gotcha so uh this is uh i know you you know maybe this is maybe this is just because i know that with uh cultivation some things can, can be controversial right so mm -hmm. you know if, if this is one of those topics feel free to just let me know that there's different opinions on the matter uh, but yeah. i know you know i know i hear a lot of people that say what you just said which is that auto flowers are the future i see that too i see like people getting out of flowers and having really good experiences with them. Um, I was on clubhouse though recently with, uh, I can't think of his name. I really wish I could give him credit. Um, and I hope he doesn't get offended by my description of him, but he kind of looks like Santa Claus. Um, mm. He's got a beard and he's in all the cannabis chats. But one of the things he talks about, cause he says he's an OG grower okay. is that it, he just said it's personal preference for him. He doesn't like auto flowers cause it used to be, um a mutation they'd try to breed out what what's your what's your stance on that I, I guess what i've heard specifically is that you do you do just have to be careful with the auto flowers you get because like like in other words you and i know this sounds stupid maybe maybe infantile but you want to make sure you get good genetics in your auto flowers you know yeah what he's specifically talking about is just pre-flower so when you're going through it you got plants that'll start pre-flowering while they're uh -huh. in veg before you flip them over some of them start pre-flowering hardcore so some breeders will try to weed those out along the way but in my opinion they're completely different from just breeding with a full-on ruderalis and breeding with a you know one that's pre-flowering a little bit extra too much but i would say that you know i deal with a lot of people too man that have never grown before or they have grown but it was like you know 20 years ago or they want to just get back into it now growing their own medicine they found out their loved ones you know is sick and wants to make Rick Simpson oil. I deal with a lot of people like that also. And I really don't recommend auto flowers right out the gate because, you know, if someone's never grown before, in my opinion, and it's, you know, totally subjective, but they, they, they should, you know, learn the 101 stuff. And one of the 101 things is identifying male from female and then also how to um, switch the light cycle, you know? Yeah. Well, and for me, like, uh, when I tried to grow an autoflower, maybe somebody's driving down the street on this futuristic looking hoverboard. Sorry. Um, when I, when I started, uh, growing autoflowers for the first time, cause I, I started growing photo periods. And then when I switched to an autoflower, I just, because, and this is maybe just, you know, anecdotal or my personal experience, mm -hmm. but I just, since I didn't know when it was when it officially was going into flower i mean obviously you can tell you know you can tell when it's going into flower but there's something about knowing like okay today i flipped it into flower yeah. and you know control like, yeah you have more control yeah yeah and so like for me since i just started i was having trouble reading the the leaves because i couldn't i just couldn't pick up where in its life cycle it was you know i was trying to to conform to my nutrient schedule but you know, this thing was moving at its own speed and I just didn't have a good time. But no. so, yeah, I, I kind of I feel like I echo what you just said, like maybe starting with photo periods to get the basics down 
identifying the sexes and yeah all that one-on-one stuff i mean i you know i've been doing this like i said since 2008 professionally i don't know a whole bunch of you know master growers that started with with feminized seeds you know because you just got to start out with the identification and good knowledge learning good knowledge yeah so this is gonna, this is going to be a real easy question for you but it's going to help a lot of people out cuz the hope sure. of you coming on this show is that people will buy your genetics right so if somebody gets your seeds how do you recommend starting them i know everybody has their own way i'll feel i'll tell my way after <laughs> yeah. you tell your way you know um, sure. and folks you can google it there are so many different ways to start the seeds but i just wanted to ask you uh justin yeah um you know, I answer this question a ton of times a day too. And I tell pretty much everybody the same thing. I'm kind of old school. You know, I start them off in the moist paper towel. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then after that, sometimes what I like to do also is I like to use the little rapid reader plugs and I feel like they're more efficient, you know, the little rapid reader plugs. I love those plugs. things. Yeah, yeah. Soak them, um, put the seed in there. I even like to put them in the dome and I just feel like it's more efficient that way, especially when we're doing like 50 or a hundred at a time doing a pheno find, you know? Yeah. So, uh, what's that process like a pheno fine of, you know, and, and just all those different, um, let's start with that. I don't want to, I have a bad habit of putting us in multiple different directions when I ask <laughs> That's I can handle it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, let's start with like a pheno fine. What is, what is, first of all, what is it? Second of all, what is it like? What's the experience? You know, pheno fine is like when we're going to pop a certain number, of seeds and we're going to look for something we want to look for maybe the best two or the best one or we're looking for something that is that why you get i don't mean to cut you off is that why you get like gorilla glue number four for example or um i think i'm not really sure what their process was kind of i see where you're going with it yeah kind of like it was just they probably (laughs) did do quite a few and it was the best one yeah so they kept the four around I'm not sure about that strain specifically, but potentially, yeah, that's where they get the uh, the number after the letter. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, though. You were No, you're good because everything's you know, has to be gridded out. Everything has to be lettered and numbered because the worst thing you want to do is get halfway through a phenofine and mix up the letters and the numbers, you know, or colors. <laughs> well, it's all about, I mean, it's science, right? So you're trying to keep yeah. the variables straight, consistent. You yeah. want to know which one performs the best. I'm sure, you know, you Precise. try to keep the, yeah, the variables controlled. So the environment's controlled, but you're identifying the separate subjects, so to say. Yeah. Most important is just organizational skills. Yeah. So you probably aren't getting too high before you do those, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um what you know have you ever gone on like that uh like stereotypical strain hunt where you're like i gotta find these genetics like Uh, yeah yeah can you tell us just like a story about that i i don't mean to put you on the spot here but yeah no no problem at all man i um let me see here well dude like i said we used to go from colorado to los angeles and then bring the clones. We used to drive them back to Colorado so we could flood the market with new genetics. And Madman OG was one. I mean, I made a trip to Los Angeles specifically for 
that madman OG from Wonderland. Um, shit, wow. man, I've made I've made trips before also there for uh, Oregon Kids Banana Kush. That was another one that was really well sought after that we made a trip for. Even getting the original biodiesel back was a, out of Colorado was a hell of a mission too. That's awesome. Yeah, what's you know now that it's now that it allegedly happened, what what is it like? I'm just joking around. Uh, what was it like to you know have to transport little clones? You know, because it's not like uh, cannabis where it's you know you just can pack it up, throw it in a bag, and throw it in the mm-hmm. back of your car. I mean, you kind of got to be a little careful because they're living things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Well, how does that work? <laughs> nowadays you know nowadays there's a bunch of easier ways to do you know right well nowadays since it's all legal yeah (laughs) but back in the day were there any like uh cool contraptions was it like a cooler what was it (laughs) i'm telling you right now dude we've loaded it we used to load up you because you got a spot in california and you got to move everything down and we're trying to bring it to colorado so dude i've filled up u-haul vans before that's that's crazy (laughs) many many years ago Uh, one sec i just had to sorry about that i had to reconnect my microphone um so yeah uh so this spring you got you got anything else um that you'd like to announce on the show upcoming this spring um we talked about a few things and i feel like i I almost robbed you of the experience of coming out and saying that through asking. No, not at all, man. I'm really, dude, I'm just humbled to be here, man. I'm humbled and grateful to be here. Uh, Prairie State Genetics is a completely different experience. You know, we've built a different type of culture in Illinois when you're looking for genetics. Um, I'm thankful for the people that uh, put faith and grow the genetics out there. I'm just happy to be here, man. And I appreciate you for having me on. For sure. Are there any places, because I was just at a growing store the other day, uh, got a new tent, you know, you got to keep moving and grooving, right? So uh, right. I saw that there were some seeds on sale. Do you are, are there any places you ever pop up? And I know COVID maybe changed these things and maybe it was mm-hmm. easier to see back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any pop-ups? Well, there's, there's one place. Um, actually, there's a place in Illinois I want to give a shout out to, and that's Grow Up Gardening. Uh, out of Pekin, Illinois, and Carbondale, and they're working on their third location now. So it's Grow Up Gardening, and uh, they carry Prairie State Genetics there also. That's that's really cool. Okay, so Grow Up Gardening. Um, yeah, G R O U P, and Grow Up Gardening, and they're out of uh, Pekin, you know, where I grew up at, and they yeah. also got the spot down in Carbondale. So is it uh, like you can get grow tents and everything else there too? Oh yeah, man. There, you know what? I got a lot of faith in them, man. I went to school with Nate, and uh, I think the world of him, man. And someone just walk in the door, they'll get you taken care of. I mean, it's really a one-stop shop. You can walk in, get everything you need, even the seeds, and you're good to go. That's cool. Well, shout out, shout out to those local Chilinoians doing God's work. You know, getting good people deal. hooked up and growing their own. That's really cool. And then thank you, by the way, for the work that you do because, um it's important that folks have access to, to quality genetics and that they can have faith that, for example, that they're going to be able to get a feminized seed or, mm-hmm. you know, a feminized clone. And so, yeah. um, thank you. Yeah. 
So thank you for being a quality, trustworthy source, um, you know, and uh, folks be sure to give your geneticist, uh, Prairie State Genetics, the feedback, you know, um, yeah, that'd be- too. And share pictures, you know, because I'm sure that's helpful. Again, oh, you yeah. can check them out on Instagram at Prairie State Genetics to see pictures of uh, what they're working with. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there photos of current current offerings on your Instagram or current offerings? Oh, yeah. yeah. We actually, that's another thing, too. I got a, a room on Facebook that a bunch of people that run my strains are in uh, Prairie State Growers Club. Oh, Prairie cool. St- yeah. Shout out to Prairie State Growers Club. Tons of pictures in there of the Prairie State genetics and not just, you know, only you guys aren't shadow either. banned, are you? Can people find you on Facebook? Like how do I'm they pretty sure that they can? No, okay, I'm pretty cool. sure that they can just Prairie State Growers Club. Okay. Cool. Tons good. of pictures in there too. It's good that you have the online communities too where people can share their uh pictures, opinions and uh mm-hmm feedback you know on on what you do because ultimately that the consumer geneticist or i don't even know if i'm saying that right but that relationship um that's important in my opinion you know mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah and you talked about on- you talked about how important it was so it really is man we leave the reviews on the website and everything we're right up there on the front lines we're not you know some people that you buy seeds from you can't ever contact or ask them a question about a phenotype that pops up or you know, we're right here on the front lines, man. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, um, do well, do you have, uh, do you have any, like, I I'm putting you really on the spot right now, but do you have That's anything good. cooking up, um, that you want to tell the people about anything that you haven't really announced? Are you, are you currently in a phenotype or is this comp or pheno find is this confidential information is this stuff in the dude you know, i'm in the bunker cabinet? i'm in the <laughs> bunker right now the ufo is ahead okay we're gonna be beaming up lots of fire so stay prepared <laughs> cool well that's that's awesome that's awesome good to hear and another thing i wanted to say too man is there's a lot of people out there that you know, they want to start breeding. They want to get into it, you know, because everyone loves crossing something with something and, you know, genetics, Anunnaki type work. They want to create something. Man, there's a lot of people out there that knock people for wanting to do that, calling them pollen chuckers or, you know, kind of bringing people down. And I just tell people, man, you know what? Fuck them people. Just keep doing what you're doing because you got to start somewhere with it. Well said. Well said. Thank you, sir. That's that yeah it's important for people to know that it's uh everybody started somewhere you know with everything so cool well remind us where we can find you online prairiestategenetics.com p-r-a-i-r-i-e state s-t-a-t-e and genetics g-e-n-e-t-i-x.com um you can also find on instagram at prairie state genetics uh facebook prairie state genetics and i'm easy to contact too prairie state genetics at yahoo.com hell yeah folks getting cut like he said get in contact with uh the person that that breeds and produces your genetics you can find him in store at grow up is that right yeah grow up g-r-o-u-p gardening and pecan and carbon do i like that i want their just pitch this ad to them you know grow up 
gardening. <laughs> We've got everything that you need. Go in there and, tell, and look for Nate and tell him Justin sent you in there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Guys, you just need to go to grow up gardening and they'll have everything that you need. Sorry, I'm stupid, man. I like to have fun on here. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> cool. Well, um, thank you again for setting aside time in your day. Um, we, we're really happy that you know you were set aside time in this beautiful day to come to come on we're not going to take any more of your time you know we're actually looking forward to getting out in the sunshine as well nice. um so justin i'm sorry for calling you jason at the beginning of the I show do. you know how it is you get a little yeah. too high on your own supply and everything <laughs> goes out the window right so um <clears throat> i guess that's my last question for you cool. you get high on your own supply oh yeah man of course gotta test it <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah cool man cool well it's been a pleasure um thank you again folks check them out online uh every everything we mentioned is going to be in the description uh with regard to if you want to just copy paste it look it look to look it up um support your local chill annoyance that's my la that's my final word justine do you got anything did i get yes. you too high yeah, always. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming on, Justin. Um, no I'm really not, I'm not the grower out of the two of us. So mm -hmm. it's always interesting for me to learn a little bit more about genetics. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, you know, it's the plant. The plant's a great bonding experience and it's a source. Yeah, I'm excited to try some of your genetics, man. I'm going to, I'm going to look, look up some and try some out. So right on, man. Thanks again.